You're listening to the Bride Chilla Podcast, helping bride chillas and groom chillas plan their wedding minus the bullshit. One podcast at a time with your host, Alicia McCormack. Well, that is me, and this is the Bride Chiller Podcast. So nice to be sharing this time with you. Thank you so much for subscribing, for listening to the show. I really am grateful that uh, you have taken the time. This is episode 375 of the Bride Chiller Podcast, which means it doesn't mean anything. It just means this is episode 375. I was just going to say something prolific, but there's nothing to say. This is a Q&A episode. We're on a roll. As soon as I started doing more Q&As, you kept sending more questions in. So I feel my duty is to fulfill as many of these answering, doesn't make any sense, fulfill the duty of answering your questions. So I am going to do quite a few more of these episodes. They seem to be popular. You seem to like them. And I especially love hearing your voice messages and just learning more about you as people with your problems any conundrums. And I like to try and think that I help you fix them or at least give you something else to talk about to other people. Well, Alicia says that I should be doing it this way. No one that listens to this show sounds like this. This is sort of the woman from, I don't know, she's probably a middle-aged lady living in Queensland, Australia. She's very cartoonish. I don't think anyone really talks like that, although I know my Australian listeners would be going, yes, I know someone that speaks like that. She's my auntie or she lives next door. If you are new to the Bride Chiller podcast, I must say this is what you get. There's a lot of me talking, doing silly voices that is useful, practical, hopefully funny, occasionally helpful advice that will help you plan your wedding without losing your shit. That is basically what I do. I'm nearly, this is so weird, nearly into my fifth year of doing this show. I genuinely thought when I started doing the podcast, this would be a 10 to 12 episode shindig and then I would be checking out. I would have put that on my little list of good things that I've done. But here I am. Here I am. (laughs) Still going. Rich and I are cooking up some fun things to do for our fifth anniversary, which ironically, we both laughed. And Rich is my husband, by the way, who helps me run Bride Chiller. We both have day jobs, but Bride Chiller is our every other minute job. But we have been thinking about what we should do for our fifth anniversary of this show. And we have thought more about celebrating the fifth anniversary than we have of our wedding anniversary, (laughs) which is fine because we're not that sort of schmaltzy, we're just not into that sort of stuff as much. I mean, we love going out and having a lovely dinner and getting some champs and I love diamonds, but, uh, you know, we do love this business and this podcast and we love our books and all that stuff. So we're very excited. We think it's a really big milestone for us as a couple, as a business team, to be celebrating. So stay tuned. That will be coming up um, later in the year, but it's very exciting. <laughs> that made me sound like such an asshole. We love each other dearly. We're just not big into the, hey, it's our 17th month anniversary. It's just not us. It's not us at all. God, we cool. That was ironic, by the way. Weird whispering. Before we head to the q and I want to thank you so much for your lovely reviews, both for the podcast and also if you buy a product from bridechillerstore.com or on Amazon. We are selling in Australia, Canada, UK and the USA on Amazon. All of our Bridechiller guides and the very popular Oh Shit kit are now available in those markets. So if you are an Amazon purchaser and that floats your boat, then you can get our stuff there as well as bridechillerstore.com. But wherever you go, we'd very much appreciate if you leave a review, if you make a purchase. It just makes all the difference. 
It really helps with the Amazon algorithms, which is boring, but something that Rich and I think about constantly now. Fuck. All right, let's get on to today's show. It's Q&A. If you have a question that you would like to ask me or one of my very special guests that I have on very regularly to uh, answer your questions, all you need to do is visit thebridechiller.com. Go to the menu bar at the top and you will see uh, how to ask a question. You can leave a voice message or write me an email if you prefer. Either way, I love to hear from you. All right, here we go. This voice message is from Bride Chiller Erin. Alicia, I've written to you before, but I wanted to update you on some of our progress. We've started customizing our wedding based on traditions that we love or hate. Uh, we've explored all these different options, and the things that you've said on your podcast really, really inspired us. Um, so it's been a difficult process. We got engaged around February this year, and we've been trying to figure out how to include some of these traditions as well as get rid of them because I lost my dad recently about six months ago and then I lost my mom about 10 years ago. So it'll be difficult and emotional and we want to make sure that it stays a happy, beautiful day without getting super morbid. We've decided on a non-religious ceremony due to neither of us being very religious and we're just going to be talking about what marriage means and what love me- love means to us. As far as a moment of silence goes, we're both really not into it. We think it would take too much in the moment and it might take away with why we're there. My brother has decided that not only is he going to be one of my bridesmaids, my bride's bro, my bride's man, I'm not really sure what to call him yet. But he's also going to walk me down the aisle since my dad can't. We also didn't want to take away the mother-son dance just because I think my future mother-in-law would really, really cherish that moment to have with him. So we decided instead of doing a father and daughter dance, we decided to do what our small family dance. So my brother, my stepmom, and my sister are going to get up and dance together. Then we're going to have my planner uh, bring up the rest of our family and friends to come dance with us and have us dancing all by the end of the song and we'll be celebrating as one family. I'm kind of excited about that idea. I think you would love that too. It's gonna fucking suck not having my mom and dad there, but I think with all my friends and family all in one place in our favorite part of the city, I really think that it's gonna be a really special day. I also wanna thank you for telling us to make it our day rather than making a cookie cutter wedding that is totally not for us and or our family. We're also ditching the father's speeches and garter toss. Ew. By the way, I was just at a wedding where the groom was wasted and spent a very long time under her dress. The dad even came over to remove him and the bride was horrified. Okay, Erin's message so far, I was so good I didn't want to interrupt because I felt rude because she had so many great points, so many things that I'm nodding and doing little like, woo! <laughs> I just do that on my own, sitting in my home, clapping your amazing bride chilliness. But I had to just stop and go, what? What? What is going on? Imagine the embarrassment. And also, just getting that smashed on your wedding day is not cool. But then going up, oh my god. Oh, please, just, I'm gonna just silently vomit over here. The same groom also did their sparkler send off in a banana costume. Okay, well, that sort of explains a lot. Let's just move on. Sorry for the really, really long message, but I think it's like leaving a voicemail for your best friend, which living across the country from her always makes very, very long voicemails for us. So thank you again. And I can't wait to listen. 
Happy days. And happy days to you too, Erin. Please never apologize for leaving me a long voice message. You are all my faraway friends, and I really love seeing a new voicemail pop up in my email, especially when I'm at work and I sneakily put my headphones on and I listen and I smile and I go, ha ha, they're my people. That sounded evil. It wasn't meant to be an evil laugh. It's like a little secret society we're all a part of and none of my workmates really know or give a shit. So I will just put my headphones on and just smile smugly and then try and think of answers to your wonderful conundrums and questions. Erin, I think you have got your shit so sorted out. You don't need any of my advice or you've already had my advice and you've taken it. So thank you. But I'm delighted that you have the support of your family in that way and your beautiful brother. Oh my gosh. Anyone who didn't listen with a big smile when you're going through all the names of the various uh, roles your brother is playing. Well, you've got your cold hard bitch if you didn't smile. Uh, listening to that but I am just so happy that you've come up with a um, I don't even want to say compromise it's the wrong word you've come up with a plan to have the family dance that's so delightful and such a great stealable idea I'm sure there are bride chillers and groom chillers listening that perhaps don't want to do the father-daughter dance or mother-to-son dance or as you are in the same situation that your mum and dad can't be there to be able to include your family who are clearly very important to you in a dance. How fun. Love it. Very, very impressed. And thank you for sharing that with me and all of us because my virtual bridesmaid skills uh, mean that I can share this with everyone. My virtual bridesmaid skills podcasting is what this is. Right. Now, next voice message. I believe this is an urgent voice message because I received an email that said this is urgent. This is lovely Kate. She is in Australia. She's going to explain that. Hi, Alicia. My name's Kate and I'm calling from Perth in Western Australia. Um, I'm three weeks out from my wedding and although I have tried to be a bride chiller for the last 11 months, thank you very much for your podcast in that respect. Um, I'm having dress dilemmas. So last week I picked up my wedding dress and the alterations have just ruined it. Um, even my bridesmaids say I can't wear it and I'm losing my chill because I've only got three weeks to go. I swear to God, I'm panicking right now. I'm not panicking because we're going to come up with a solution. But Kate, you are very calm. I want to congratulate you and I'm sure everyone listening are going, whoa, three weeks out, dress is a bit fucked up and you were being very calm and chill so I want to congratulate you before you carry on with your message we're all here to help you out in a sort of rhetorical sense so I um I'm after some advice if possible in what I should do with such short notice to walk down the aisle feeling amazing I don't care if none of my guests like what I wear I want to like what I wear and at the moment um that's proving quite difficult so um, I found a website called stillwhite.com and um, I'm finding lots of secondhand dresses on there, which I think is amazing and I wish I'd found it before. Um, so I'm just wondering if you have any other ideas other than starting again with such short notice. Um, thank you very much and I hope you can help. Bye. Okay, Kate. So this is well, look, more than annoying, this is really frustrating for you because you have clearly been promised a service that hasn't come through. And I'd just like to remind you of an episode I did last year. And of course, this isn't for now, but I did a lovely uh, 
episode with uh, wedding lawyer Christy Aslan, and she is great with saying, uh, giving some advice about what to do when this stuff goes wrong. And Kate, I'm going to put you in touch with her because I think this is something you should pursue because you have been put in a position where the goods that you have been asked, well, you haven't just been asked, you have bought, you have purchased, have not come through with the goods. And now you're in a position of having to spend more money and also be able to be sort of panicked in a lead up to your wedding. Now, I'm not just saying that I'm of the idea that you should just go around suing people and threatening people whenever you feel like it. But I do think in this situation, especially when it comes to your wedding dress, that this is not a a situation you want to be dealing with three weeks out from your wedding. And also that you were promised one thing and you weren't given it. Now, I don't know the specifics of how this came about, but I do think it's worth pursuing um, some form of compensation or help and assistance when it comes to replacing this dress because it's shit, basically. And if you are listening to this and you haven't heard the uh, episode with Christy, it's uh, your wedding lawyer is her website.com. And she's great. And she's got really good information on her website, just about really, just to cut it down to basics about covering your ass when it comes to contracts and weddings, what you can do if things like this go wrong, how you can make sure you're covered. And also wedding vendors, if you are going into a situation potentially with a vendor that isn't offering you a contract, then it's not great. You need to be able to either ask them to be giving you a contract. And this is the same thing about a sales receipt. It's It all comes down to having things in writing. And it's great in the episode, Christy talks a lot about the idea that if you are dealing with a vendor that doesn't have a contract, that you can bring a contract along and uh, try and get something in writing. She provides lots of help with that. So I just wanted to say, Kate, um, that it is worth pursuing uh, later on. I'm not saying you have to do this now, but down the track, and I will put you in touch uh, via email with Christy. So backup plans. Now, Still White is a fantastic website. If you haven't seen it before, it is where it's one of quite a few big websites where you can purchase pre-owned, amazing quality wedding dresses. I know that they have quite stringent uh, rules about what you can upload if the dress has been washed. There are very uh, thorough ways that they go about asking people to list the dress. And it's really worth, even if you're not in a situation like Kate, I would highly recommend you visit the website because there are so many fabulous dresses that are, you know, have been worn, as you know, for like six hours, have been dry cleaned and people want to get their money back. So I think if you are looking for a specific dress and it's out of your price range, then you should definitely be pursuing this sort of option for finding something that is, if not identical to the one you found in the shops. There it is. So Kate, I do think with this, one of the situations, it's a consignment website. So you need to be talking to the vendor, the seller, the wedding dress owner directly to chase the dress. One thing it's always important to remember when you're buying something online, especially if it's been pre-owned, is asking if it's been adjusted or changed in any way and look 99% of the time it would have because very rarely does a wedding dress fit off the rack if it's a gown so it's important to ask if the person went to a professional tailor or seamstress because a lot of the time in wedding dresses they will make adjustments that can then be undone it's also important that you obviously can get to the dress and try it on otherwise you need to be leaving yourself time if it's maybe a size up from your your measurements. I don't know why I just forgot that word. 
then obviously it can be adjusted to fit you. Whereas if it's small for you, it can be quite tricky to make that happen. Now, I know you're on quite a delicate, crazy time frame of finding that. I don't know if it's worth trying to find the exact same dress that you had altered that sort of messed up. Also, I do think coming back to my point about the um, whoever adjusted the dress, whoever made the changes that fucked the dress, if it's the dress maker, if it's the dress seller, if you can then go back and of course I think Christy will be able to provide you with some more advice about this from a legal perspective. But if there's some way that you can arrange for another dress from that same vendor. One other suggestion I would have for you is to go to dress shops directly and ask what they have in stock off the rack. So many wonderful dress makers and uh, designers, especially when you're in a situation like you are. I know that there's a bunch of people I can think off the top of my head that you could go into their salon and say, listen, I'm in a bind. I've been completely messed over by this person, this company. Please help me. And I would be very surprised if you don't get some offers of help. I also think a bit of social media shaming doesn't go astray. And you know what? If you post it, I will repost it. I'm not up for saying that I want to drag someone's company through the mud or anything like that. And by that, I mean, if you, Kate, post an image of the dress that's been messed up, or if you post something, I would say on Facebook or Twitter, it also can help move things along a little bit. Now, I'm not saying you've got to be clever with the way you do this because companies have sort of caught on. And I think it's not great for the company, whoever this is. This perhaps is an individual. I don't know the exact situation here. But let's say hypothetically it was a dress shop and they're not helping you out with the solution. Then I do think it would probably help you get some help from another company if you name and shame. Now, I'm not saying you have to be a complete asshole, although I think they've probably been an asshole to you by ruining your dress. I think there is a way to do this in a smart, clever, sophisticated way uh, just to get the attention. I know on numerous occasions when I've had really shoddy customer service and I've tried to talk with them on a very adult, sensible level and saying, listen, I wasn't very happy with the way you treated me or the service or this thing didn't turn up and you said it would or I've paid my money and it's disappeared and if they don't respond, then I know if I pop on Twitter, generally everyone sort of has bigger companies have social media managers that you can then place a message and say, listen, I've tried to do this nicely can you please help me? I'm really unhappy with your services. Now, I don't think you should do what some people do and say, this fucking thing, rah, 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 rah. you know, get ragey because rage doesn't generally, uh, isn't generally corresponded with nice responses back. But if they have good customer service, I think it wouldn't hurt. And I also think it wouldn't hurt by sharing a story with, uh, with another company saying, listen, I've been really screwed over. I really need your help and I would really appreciate it. And you know what? If you do that and you get a dress from one of those companies, you, you tag me in on my Facebook and Instagram and stuff and you tell them Alicia will spread the word and give them wonderful publicity. I will also email that to you. And put that in writing because I would happily help you out, Kate, because I think you've been put in a situation that is out of your control and not something that when you're planning a wedding, you need to be dealing with three weeks out from a really happy day that you've invested a lot of your hard-earned money in. Unfortunately, as we know, and as Christy said in the interview, um, vendors, some vendors suck. 
this is like any industry that there are people that let the rest of the industry down so I do think unfortunately you might have come up uh in badly I was going to say not Trump's the word Trump is really bad these days you have come out of this not in the way that you expected to but I really hope that you can find a dress that is exceeds your expectations and that's better than the one that was ruined so just to recap I think you should consider still white and a couple of the other uh, pre-owned wedding dress websites but I also think you should absolutely cry you know sad bride and go into some of the other bridal salons and see what they can do off the rack it is a good time at the end of summer to be in Australia, especially where you are, to be going for sample sales. They will be changing dresses coming into a new season. So you might luck out and find something that they will sell you at a discounted price that they will generally, when they sell samples, either help you out with dry cleaning or at least give you advice about where to take it and sort of change anything that's been knocked around a little bit uh, with other people trying it on. However, I know that a lot of great bridal salons will sell their samples at the end of the season anyway, and they're generally in good nick. There you go. That's my suggestion to you, wonderful Kate. And I'm so sorry that you've been put through this, but we are going to find a solution. Tag me. We'll make it happen. There will be more of your questions and my answers after these very short but meaningful and important messages. Chillers, if you are like me and you live in the Northern Hemisphere, you will hopefully find that winter is coming to an end. We are emerging from our cocoons. And it's the time of year when a lot of us want to get back into a routine that empowers us to feel our healthiest. Give yourself support this season with a boost. Whether you're looking for energy, better sleep, oh, I'm always looking for better sleep, perhaps you want to maintain stress or something else to just make you feel your healthiest, then may I suggest that you take Care Of's online quiz. Care Of is a subscription service that makes it super easy to get vitamins, protein powders and many more and they deliver it straight to your door. Care Of's fun online quiz asks you about your diet, your health goals, lifestyle options, and then they recommend, and it takes only five minutes to find out your personal, scientifically backed recommendations for vitamins, protein powders, and more. It can be really hard to know what vitamins and supplements you should be taking. If you have walked down the aisle at one of the big pharmacies or supermarkets looking at all the different vitamin options, it can be really overwhelming. But Care Of makes it easy to find out what specifically you need to be your healthiest. Your personalised Care Of subscription box gets sent right to your door every month with personalised daily packs that are really easy to use and great for a busy on-the-go lifestyle, which I know you all have, chillers. I do. Care-of also now offers protein powders, which are available in individual packets for on-the-go and tubs, all personalised for your fitness goals and dietary preferences. Vegan and vegetarian supplement options are also available to match your dietary needs. For 30% off your first Care-of order, go to takecareof.com and enter the promo code BRIDECHILLER30. That is 30% off your very first Care Of order. All you need to do is go to takecareof.com and enter the promo code BRIDECHILLER30. Give yourself support this season with a boost with Care Of. 
Chillers, we're busy, we're tired, we're all trying our best. And if I'm using our household as an example of people that are trying their best, especially when it comes to eating healthy food, one area that we sometimes struggle with is finding new and interesting recipes and not eating the same thing over and over and over again which is why I'm particularly delighted to be sharing with you Green Chef because Green Chef lets you choose from a wide variety of very easy-to-follow lifestyles with select organic ingredients. Green Chef is a USDA-certified organic company which makes eating well easy and affordable with plans to fit every kind of lifestyle. Everything is hand-picked and delivered right to your door. With Green Chef, it's super easy to eat well and discover new recipes to keep the variety going, to spice it up or not spice it up. If you don't like spicy things, I'm not judging. What I love about Green Chef is that you can switch up your meal plans whenever you're ready to try a new way to eat. For example, perhaps you are into paleo. Maybe you want to explore plant-powered, vegan and vegetarian options or pescatarian, keto, gluten-free or omnivore. Whatever your choices are, Green Chef will cater to your needs. Green Chef's expert chefs design flavorful recipes for your lifestyle that go way beyond ordinary substitutions. They really do have a diverse array of meal plans with plenty of options to choose from each week. So you can actually enjoy sticking to your goals or lifestyle choices without the fuss of having to go to the supermarket and buy 68 different ingredients. Green Chef makes cooking easy with dinner options that work around your lifestyle. There is no excuses for not having the right ingredients because with Green Chef, they do the meal planning for you. They do the grocery shopping and most of the prep for you week after week. Recipes include pre-made measured sauces, dressings and spices so you can get more flavour in less time. It's delicious, it's nutritious, it's healthy and delicious. I've said delicious twice. Look, that was my copywriting, not Green Chef's copywriting. I'm workshopping it. I'm workshopping it. For a total of $75 off, that is $25 off each of your first three boxes. All you need to do is go to greenchef.us slash bridechiller75. That is greenchef.us slash bridechiller75. That is $75 off. That's $25 off each of your first three boxes. All you need to do is go to greenchef.us slash bridechiller75. Next up on Bridechiller, a lovely email from Claire. She says, thank you so much for putting on a great podcast. I'm gradually making my way through all of your podcasts and they're really helping me think about what is important to us on our wedding day. Good. Uh, Claire says, I have a question about families paying for the wedding. My in-laws and my mum have agreed to help pay for our wedding. However, my dad is a true blue tight ass. See why I think she might be Australian. My parents are divorced and I'm definitely close to my mum. And initially, when I asked him if he wanted to contribute to our wedding, he said nothing. Okie dokie. This is fine. Not everyone has to pay for things, but good to be noted. Good to note. Okay. She says, I then explained that everyone would be paying for their own guests. And he asked how much it would cost. I gave him a ballpark figure and he said he could have dinner at a subpar restaurant for 50% of the price per head. Oh my God. Can I just repeat that? I could have dinner at a subpar restaurant for 50% of the price per head. Since then, he has gone behind our back and called my in-laws. Fuck. He's never met 
who's never met them, to find out how much they're going to contribute as well as calling my mum without my knowledge. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I feel like I need, I want like Claire, I would like to speak to your father. As you can probably imagine, I told him I didn't want his contribution for the wedding at all and that he could just give us a gift if he wanted to contribute. I think, can I just say, if you can hear rain, it's because it is like pouring at the moment and I have nowhere else to go to record this. That makes me sound like a little hobo Joe. Um, it's, it's just raining so heavily. So if you hear the noise, I live in London. It does this all the time. Uh, she continues... <laughs> Maybe it will disappear in post and you might be like, what is Alicia talking about? I cannot hear any rain, but it is pelting down. Claire then uh, continues. She says, I just think he would make my life significantly harder if I let him participate in planning or even funding. Currently, we're not talking and it's getting really awkward. The wedding is in November, so still plenty of time to mend the relationship. But I feel he's making this wedding all about him, not about us. In addition... Before even talking money, he asked to walk me down the aisle. I said no, because I'm a self-made woman and I'm not going to be handed over like a piece of property when I'm equal to my partner. Oh, I love you. The idea of being walked down the aisle, for me, disgusts me. And it's also disrespectful for my mum, who did the majority of the parenting. I explained my logic behind this and he was disrespectful enough to ask again to walk me down the aisle. She's done that in capitals. Uh in a whiny email. Oh my God. How can I explain this to my dad that he's being immature? He's being an immature prick is what she says and doesn't have the right to run our wedding. He's already upset us enough by disrespecting our relationship and going behind our backs to discuss our wedding. He's emailed me saying his feelings are hurt, but I know him and he's going to be merely a steamrolling all over my wishes if I let him have any part in the wedding. He's obviously invited, but he will ruin everything if he's given the chance. Help, Claire. P.S. I hope being an asshole is not hereditary. All right, Claire. Wow. Can I just say, we can't make our parents. They made us. But that doesn't mean that we, as uh, children, have to go along with all the shit that they sometimes pull. Now, I come from a family. My parents got divorced. My mother isn't around anymore. But when she was around, when I say isn't around, she didn't. She died, and that's very sad. But also, I, I barrel on when I say this. I didn't. I lived with my dad most of my life. I didn't have a really strong relationship with my mum, and she was a bit weird. I'm going to be honest with you. I couldn't see logic in a lot of things that she said and did. And I know if she had been alive when we were planning our wedding, that it would have been really complicated. She was a complicated person. My parents had a complicated relationship. Well, they didn't really have a relationship as of, you know, when I was a kid, they didn't really speak. They had no connection when uh, she was alive. And I, that makes me sound quite cold, but I have really grown to understand the delicate intricacies that are parental relationships especially when it comes to divorce and parents misbehaving basically so I really connected Claire with your feelings about your dad and the the part of the problem I have with weddings is that we are made to think that everyone's just going to instantly behave when they hear that a wedding is happening. And we all know that not to be true. I get so many emails from people about family and friends and friendship and relationships that you think you're on top of and you think you sort of know the way that people are going to behave. And then they surprise you with being shitheads. 
or surprise you with being unreasonable or surprise you with what your dad is doing and is making things about him, not about you. Now, I love that you have quite firm ideas about not walking down the aisle and you know what you want. Now, one of the things I will say is that the older generation get confused by us knocking back traditions, especially when it comes to weddings. I've had lots and lots of communications from people saying, I want to do it this way because it's what we want to do. And that's exactly what I promote on this podcast and what I believe in and what I hope you get out of this. But also it's how you explain it to the other people who sometimes aren't as willing to understand. And it seems that your dad is hurt and he doesn't understand what you're meaning. And we have, I know, I have a way that I speak with my dad and to my dad that, you know, Rich would go, And it's not disrespectful. You just know these people. You just know how you communicate. And maybe you are on a level where you speak with your father in a certain way that your partner wouldn't speak to him about, you know, in that sort of vibe or whatever. We communicate differently. We know these people so well. Like you're saying in this email, you obviously know your dad really well and you know the triggers and the behaviors. And only you can really judge what you want to include him in. Um, And also the thing with parents is especially... That, and well, really, this is more of a general sort of life judgment here. That when you know someone so well, and when you are giving them an opportunity to participate or change their behaviors, it's a big deal. But I agree with you that if you truly believe your dad isn't going to behave in a way that is going to make your life easier or at least make your life not harder, then it's probably wise to keep him out to keep him happy in the sense of feeling like, you know, he's still participating on some level with your wedding if you want him to, but not being a part of it so he can shake shit up. I truly believe you need to do what's right for you on the day, which is exactly what you are communicating in your email. And you are on a level where perhaps he comes out with hurt feelings, but perhaps also there are other ways to communicate with him and say, listen, You going out of your way to ring everyone else behind our backs and you then saying you want to participate, I'm really getting mixed messages. I think that you are being a bit of a busybody and it made everyone else feel uncomfortable and that's the opposite of what we're trying to do with our wedding. He might not like to hear that, but perhaps saying it in that way and really spelling it out that socially what he did was quite awkward for you, you are being... Uh, welcomed into a new family situation with your in-laws and it can be quite embarrassing when a parent steps in you know parents embarrass us all the time but in this situation you're trying to keep things moving you want the wedding to be obviously as calm and fun as possible and with him stepping in and going around you it really doesn't sell him in a great way and maybe he needs to hear that and I think it says you know in your email you've discussed that with him But maybe he really needs to hear that and really realize why that was inappropriate. And also, he can't be, you know, coming in and saying that he could get a meal in a restaurant. If he wants to go and dine in that 50% off cut price piece of shit restaurant, good luck to him. But this is your wedding. You are choosing the budget and uh, you are responsible for, for planning something that you want to do. So, Dad, I think, you know, Claire, you've made some really good decisions. And I think Dad needs to try and understand things from your perspective. But also, Claire, I think perhaps with the walking down the aisle, some dads 
and mums, of course, dream about their kids' wedding more than we ever dream about it. And no matter or without regard to what your history with your dad is, you don't know what he has been sort of dreaming and thinking about for all these years. And that, even though it's something you don't want to do and it's something you can communicate with him, that might have been something of significance to him. And I think that there's something nice for you to say, look, that doesn't suit me. I know you've you've communicated that to him. But to say, I know this might be something that you have thought about doing and it's important to you, but it doesn't work with me. But I'd like to integrate you into something else. We'd like I'd like to do something with you. And whether that's a dance or whether it's, um, I don't know, I, there's got to be an activity or something that he can channel that sort of pride that I suppose is attached to the father walking the bride down the aisle, which again, you would have heard my opinion. I'm, I walked with my dad and my poppy. And to me, it didn't symbolize handing over, like you're saying. I, I don't, I agree with you. I think it's really archaic. But to me, to be able to walk in with my 95 year old grandfather and my dad, like three generations, as a sort of like, hey, look at us. That's what I took from that. And I think if you can, um, like I've always said with traditions, if you can attach, a meaning to a tradition, uh, then do it. But if you can't, then ditch it. And for me, that was my interpretation of going, well, I don't see this as any sort of patriarchal. For, for me personally, it wasn't a patriarchal thing, but I wanted to be able to involve my poppy in it. And it was a nice way. It wasn't asking too much of him. He was really old, um, but he was with it. And uh, it was great. So I was delighted. But maybe it's nice just to think from your dad's perspective that maybe he's not understanding because he thinks that it's something that he's always thought about doing with you and he's placed some form of pride or fatherly feelings with it, even if he can be a bit of a prick, as you say. And maybe that's something you need to talk to him about and go, listen, that doesn't suit me, but let's work on something together. Also, I feel like sometimes parents like children act out because they don't think they're being heard and they act out in ways that are sort of almost formulaic and cliche in the way that you go, all right, like, yeah, you're going to act this way because you, you're not getting the attention that you deserve or um, you're worried that on the day but that mum might turn up with a new partner or I don't have a partner and I'm worried about being, you know, there are so many different deeper levels to why people behave and act the way they do. And yeah, you said your dad's a tight ass. That, you know, tight assery can be really annoying. My dad would use the expression, oh, he's tight as a fish's ass, watertight. And, you know, that's disappointing, especially when it comes to contributing to your kid's wedding. However, people place value, like monetary value on different things. So again, Claire, I think you're really level-headed, but I also think sometimes just taking a step back, taking a deep breath, re-entering and trying to negotiate family relationships can be difficult. So I wish you the best and I thank you so much for your lovely email and I hope this information has been helpful to you and other bride chillers and groom chillers. If you also have a question like Erin and Claire, then do get in touch. Visit thebridechiller.com, which is where you can also check out all of the Bride Chiller blogs. We have a lot of blogs going out, a lot of your lovely Bride Chiller graduate stories. We are turning into fabulous blogs, sharing the Bride Chiller love. And um, it's just nice to have a look at real weddings and see what people are up to, hear about their Bride Chiller planning. And when I say Bride Chiller planning, this is not the fancy, you know, those wedding blogs that are always like, hi, my wedding was perfect. Everything went really well. Nothing went wrong. 
Now, I'm not saying our bride chiller blogs are doom and gloom, but they are keeping it real. What's lovely is that our bride chillers share the highs and lows. They sort of talk about the reality of wedding planning. So especially if you have just graduated or you're about to graduate, graduation means that you're getting married, by the way, if you're new to this. These are just terminology. These are just things that we've come up with over the years. Um, then I beseech you, I beseech you to get in touch. Visit thebridechiller.com and you could submit your wedding. I love seeing bridechiller weddings. And also lately, I've been asking people to share a picture of their wedding. A picture. God, so many voices this episode. It's exhausting. An image of their wedding um, for the fabulous bridechiller Instagram because I've been sharing people's uh, moments, special memories uh, on our Instagram and it's been going really well. People have been providing lovely feedback and it's just a nice way to say thanks for listening. Look at this amazing wedding. There it is. I've exhausted myself. It's time for a special sit down and a Moscow mule. Thanks so much for listening and for telling your friends all about the Bride Chiller podcast. It's the word of mouth that really helps us out. I love you all. Until next week, happy days. The Bride Chiller Podcast. The only place a cookie cutter should be used is in the kitchen. Am I right?